From the Duck South Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. We're mass communicating. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. This is the End of the Line Podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. I give it a, uh, a 10. A 10. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. And now, here's your host, Rocky LaFleur. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Also starring Josh Webb, Jake LaTondras, Rob Kroon, David Ellis, and Ramsey Russell. Showtime. Right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Showtime, everybody! Showtime! Welcome to the End of the Line podcast. I'm Rocky LaFleur in the Ducks House Studios in Oxford, Mississippi. It is Monday. Wait, it's Friday, but we're doing Monday. Rob, how are you? I'm good, man. It's some days with Rob. I've been painting boats this morning, so I'm a little lightheaded and dizzy and whatnot because I don't wear a mask. Uh, but I think we're gonna be all right, Marin. Well, I brought you a, I brought you a crutch on board today. That will carry you. That's good. That's good. Special guest Pretty Charles Johnson. Well, I have a guide service. We're here to talk about the sponsor boat that Golden Circle Marine is going to donate for the season down here in Lula. That's right. <laughs> That's right. What kind of pattern did you work up this morning for me in your paint shop? Uh, look, just a little bottom land, friend, you know, just a little something. That's what I like. Just a little something. I like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Back are you going to hook me up with one of those nine-horse mud buddies with some of that fancy exhaust? I saw you talking about that the other day. Yeah, what I was thinking is, is I was going to go ahead and order about four of copperheads and put some voodoo exhaust on them and give them an extra half a horsepower. So that way they'll run seven mile an hour instead of six. And uh, it'll also help since those don't have reverse. You just, you know, you just hammer down and send it. You ain't got to worry about it. You see a tree, you just hammer down. It's either going to stop you or you're going to knock it over. You know, that's what happened to my last boat. Right. Right. Well, I know you're going to take better care of these demo boats. Maybe I'm an idiot. Why? Why would anybody want that loud of an exhaust on a duck boat? Look, I've got a 35 foot go devil on my boat. It sounds like a helicopter from a distance. If somebody has to run to the truck, come back when you hear it coming, you think Patrick's coming to pick somebody up out of the hole. I really don't like the motor, but it's a necessary evil. Yeah, they. Uh, you know, it's kind of like having, you know. It's kind of like having glass packs on your Chevrolet with dual pipes. And then uh, these kids these days, you know, they're putting these LED lights in their wheels of their truck. Like, in 20 years, are they going to look back and be like, what was I doing? Like, that that's the equivalent of the butt flap. You know, speaking of, speaking of looking back on things, Rob, you would like this. When I was in about the 10th or 11th grade, I had a sticker on my... Z seventy one. It was set right above the bed light on my back glass, and instead of organ donor, it said orgasm donor. 
<laughs> and never hit me that that was a bad idea until I was sitting in my girlfriend's driveway one day talking to her dad. And I said, <laughs> I got to take this dang sticker off this truck. You know, I, it, I, grew it. I outgrew it in about six months. So Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess That's I bet you had a good, I bet you had a run. Like a lot of I bet you had a good run until you took it off, though. <laughs> oh man, we won't go any farther into that conversation. This is a family podcast. Well, I, I've got one middle of the road. So, eleventh grade, big into <laughs> basketball. White men can't jump. Just came out, and I didn't know who in the hell Malcolm X was. I'm sitting here practicing with all these black guys and Chula and Kruger trying to get better, and they're all wearing Malcolm X hats, so I decide I'm going to buy a Malcolm X hat. <laughs> Shit. My daddy about ripped the hat and my hair off my head. <laughs> that is funny it's right there. That it's good to know that you're culturally, you know, experienced. He's well-rounded. Very well. I had 11th grade. I had no clue who Malcolm, Malcolm X was. Hat. You need to wear a Malcolm X hat to your next goat show up in the <laughs> Oklahoma. Somewhere. Who, what kind of school system are you in that you don't know who Malcolm X is in the 11th grade? <laughs> private private school. Force. I mean, they just they just left that out of the curriculum? I mean, you knew who Martin Luther King was, but who in the hell knows who Malcolm X was? Well, what I want to know is, what, you know, we got Black History Month in, in February. Where, I mean, are, are the rest of the 11 months White History Month? I mean, why, why can't we have a month? Why can't Mexicans have their month? Why don't Asians have their month? Why don't the Indians have their month? Hell, they own every gas station and subway in Tennessee. I mean, why why can't we have? Let's just if we're gonna have a Black History Month, let's just spread it out and have everybody have one. Mexicans, everybody, Irish, whatever. I think I mean, you know, it's just not fair. It's discrimination. It is discrimination. We're, I mean, I'm upset. I want I want my damn month. <laughs> well, I thought duck season was your month. It is, but I mean that's two months. So you've already got two. I think what you're facing here is what they call white people problems, and maybe you're feeling right. a little overprivileged. Are you overprivileged? Well, no, because I, I work. I, I work for a living, so I spend my money how I want. I don't have I mean, no EBT card. Them, if you kill four like, ducks, you need, you need to give Estes two of them. Yeah, we still ain't figured out what EBT means. <laughs> but I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start I'm gonna start taking pictures, log pics with with just random people and photoshopping Estes in there and sending them to him PM so he can post them. Telling you at the number eight number eight log. Number eight number eight got him again today. Got him got him again. Killer's gonna kill. They wouldn't know what to think if we showed him with a big stack of about 24 mallards and <laughs> instead of them four tail and a speckle village. <laughs> Holy crap, that's, that's awesome. We Seriously, every day this season, we need, we need to post a picture. Just send me, send me some pictures. 
Just send me some oh, red. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go pull them, and I'm seriously gonna Photoshop this. I'll, <laughs> I'll, go ahead, I, I'll go ahead and send you some. But I, I just feel like that you know it would really help on his Mallard Monday and Tiller Tuesday and White White Girl Wednesday and Thirsty Thursday and all that. It, <laughs> I think it would help. Yeah, thank you, Yeah, here's what's happened, Rocky and Charles. All right, Mississippi State sucks. The oh. Yankees lost. Oh, God. What's his other team? He's got another team. The Cowboys He's suck. The Astros, of... Isn't he into the Astros? No, 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 no. The no, Yankees. The Yankees. Yeah, so he, all, of it, all of his teams are either out or, good, or suck. So. He's got to be going full force spec and duck hunting, and we're gonna to have to get him some pictures. I need him to get boosted up. I need I need him to get get his puppy chested. I'm I'm ready for Estes to get his mojo back. How good are you with that Photoshop, Rocky? Maybe you could take Patrick Jones' hat and put it on uh, Estes's head. You may have to use some Velcro. <laughs> I tell you what, if you got that Jones hat stuck on Estes' head, it would never come off because you ain't got no hair to flip that thing. I think you'd have to use a little Velcro to hold it up there. It'd be, it'd be like a no. That thing would be like a suction cup on there. You would never get it off. You'd have to put some, you'd have to put, you'd have to put some KY jelly in there before you put it on to get it off. Oh my time release, time release KY. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and that heat, the new heat and ice, KY too. Hey, speaking of that, what if we if we put it on Jesse's head, it it may stick to his forehead. <laughs> Jesse, oh, Jesse, Jesse got him some new casings yesterday and sent me a picture of them. It's a pretty nice, pretty nice set of casings. Woo. <laughs> Man, my head's hurting. I had to put, I had to my go on blast. I hit a bump the other day in my truck going across the field, and I hit my head on the ceiling of my truck. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I, pretty sure I got whiplash or something because now every time I strain or I laugh real hard, it feels like the top of my head's going to blow off. It only lasts <laughs> That's a pretty damn bad hole. <laughs> You better get you some Tylenol for that, friend. No, I'm taking Celebrex. <laughs> I'm taking Celebrex and Tylenol arthritis strength, and it's not helping. It doesn't touch you. I, I, I can see Charles walking in the medicine cabinet, going to grab and leave and grab a Viagra and just be screwed for the whole day. Because <laughs> you, know, you know when that would happen, his wife would be out of town or something. He'd pop that Viagra and he'd be, walking, he'd be screwed. You know they give that stuff to the old men in the nursing homes now. Well, they should. It, I mean, it, that, I mean, you know, keeps them from rolling out of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like a mini well, tripod. Well, it's like a peg leg with a kickstand. You'd need more than Viagra to keep me from rolling out with what I got given by God. <laughs> Hey, you, let me tell you. Let me tell you a funny fact. Talking about old people oh. in Viagra. So I was down in Florida to kill my Osceola about five years ago, and we came across a place. Do you remember the commercial 
you probably remember the tune uh, that used to be on TV, The Villages. The Villages. Oh, yeah. Hell you yeah. Know, yeah. Do you know that that is the highest STD rate, one of the highest STD oh, rates in the U.S.? I'm sure. I mean, them people down yeah, there, in the, man. In the nursing homes. Yeah. Well, no, no, that's a retirement village. They ain't quite yeah. made it to hospice yet. You know, when we play <laughs> golf, we always, we always joke. We always joke around. We're playing golf like we start like we're playing one of them tournaments. When we start playing bad, we're like, "Damn, grandma just fell." And then you start playing a little bit worse. Oh, grand! They got grandma on ICU. We got we got trouble. And uh, then the, when we fight, when, when it finally hits the fan, I say, "Boys." That uncremated grandma, and we supposed to have an open casket. The whole family's mad. Pasture <laughs> oh. pool. I, couldn't, I just couldn't believe that when that guy told me that, that that was one of the highest STD rates. Well, think about it, Rocky. I mean, what else are they going to do? They play golf and have sex. I just thought they... Played golf and shuffleboard and bingo and went to bed at four o'clock in the afternoon. Look, man, that's man when you're something 80, to look forward to not having it on your mind, isn't it? When you're eighty-five, when you're eighty-five years old, do you think you give a damn about wearing a rubber? <laughs> that's the last thing you're worried about because you half of them are probably like, man. If I have to take the time to get that thing on, that, that damn that thing's gone back down. I guess we got to go while you got to strike while the iron's hot, son. <laughs> people, people ain't worried about no STD. Hell, they're all gonna die in two or three years. What do they care? They're just trying to spend their kids' inheritance. One of my one of my favorite memories of uh, my wife's grandfather. He was in a kind of in a retirement assisted living place up in Arkansas and we weren't married yet we were just dating and she said I need to go see my grandpa for his birthday and I don't remember how old he was but he was he was on up there pretty good he was a good dude but we sat down to eat lunch and the table was long you know and there was old people from one end to the other and then me and my soon-to-be wife were sitting there and the old lady looks at uh, her grandfather they called him Dookie that was his nickname, was Dookie. And somebody on here probably recognized that because he was from up in the Osceola area. But he says, uh, he that old lady sitting beside him looked at him. She said, Dookie, what time is it? He said, what damn difference does it make to you? You don't even know what day it is. <laughs> and I just about fell out of my chair. And he had him a wheelchair in there, and we were going to go somewhere. So we went out to his car, and about two seconds past the threshold on the door, he jumped up out of that wheelchair and folded it up and put it under his arm. He said, I told him I didn't need this damn thing. <laughs> God, he was funny. He was By any means, I'm not trying to be a topper here. I'm not trying to tell a story to try to top yours. I'm not at all. But my first you know, experience, when you, at, my, my first experience at a nursing home, let me tell you this real quick. So I walk into the nursing home. I go, I go with my uncle and aunt to visit their great aunt. 
me and my cousin falling behind, of course. Well, when you're a little kid and you're walking through a nursing home, what's, most of the older people are going to want to come out and talk to you, right? Yeah. Well, walking down the hallway, probably 20 yards behind his mom and daddy. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy walks up, and I, I'm assuming that he'd had throat cancer or something because he had one of the things that looks like a, uh electric razor. He stuck it up to his throat. Hey, how you doing? You know? My grandfather used one of those right now. <clears throat> Uh, well, I'm I'm pretty ashamed it's telling you the story. It's then, an, an, no, it's called an electrolarynx. If you want enough, just look enough. Go ahead. So let me apologize. Let me apologize up front for telling this story to you. Not a big deal. I'm serious. I thought the guy was playing a joke on us. He walked out in the hallway, jumped out in front of us. He stuck that thing up to his throat. Hey, how you doing? I'm like. <laughs> so he kept he kept doing it and talking to us and you could understand him so we go we go to walking around that nursing home after that guy left us and every person we saw we would put the fake electro larynx up to their throat and would go hey hey how you doing Worst whipping I ever had in my life. I'm talking about the skin came off of my ass. My uncle beat my he he whipped me so hard. That is so funny. Every every time my granddaddy sees my son, he sticks that thing up to his neck and my son sits there and moves his mouth. You know, you can see him looking up and his mouth is moving. I went last time I went to a nursing home, my grandmother was in there doing some rehab or something. And she Uh-oh. called me, she said, Rob, she said, Come and get me. I said, Are they gonna release you? She said, Yeah, come and get me. So I drove down there and picked her up. I was walking down the hall and this one old lady was in the hall dead. In her wheelchair, I walked up to a lady working. I said, y'all know LaVesta down there is dead, right? And she said, no, she just played, she said, she just played dead. I said, no, that woman's dead. And I, I don't know if she was, I, I don't know if they finally admitted that she was dead, but that woman was no longer on earth. She had gone oh to see God. Jesus. Oh, my gosh. This is the most politically incorrect show we've ever done. <laughs> so you far. <laughs> I can't imagine being on a crappie boat with you two idiots. How do y'all we, don't <laughs> we don't ever fish together. Well, we did once. We fished together once. Y'all didn't catch we anything. Gotta... <laughs> we didn't catch much. Yeah. Rob never even fished. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> Well, you fished That's a little. That's not true. I, I, I did fish a little. I've had a long night, okay? <laughs> I'd say, hey, Rob, you may want to put that umbrella down. I'm fixing to go under this dock. He'd say, oh, it'll make it. <laughs> hey, hey, let me ask this real quick to you, Charles. So, Rob is, Rob is supposed to be fishing a tournament with you about a month ago. Now, we've heard Rob's side of this story. I want to hear from your side. He was yeah, pretty me too. It was uh, it was one of those deals where we talked about it three or four times. And I finally talked him into coming down here, and I told him up front, I said, "Look, it's not going to be a a great fishery, you know. 
uh, but we'll we'll catch something. And uh, so I think I told him I'd meet him at the ramp at 5:45. And I talked to him the evening before, and he told me he was going to be staying over in Tunica. And I didn't think much about it. I was more concerned about where he was going to park his boat and if we'd have any poles because he was bringing his boat because we wanted to do some scoping, some live scoping. And uh, so the next morning, it's 10 after 5, 5.30 something. I don't remember now exactly. But I had actually woke up about five minutes late, and I thought, well, I better call Rob and let him know I'm, I'm not going to be there quite at 5.15 or 5.20, whatever the time was. And I call the first time, and he doesn't answer. And I, and I never, I never thought to myself he's probably putting the boat in. You know, I thought to myself he's not awake. So immediately I hung up and I redialed him, and he answered the phone. He goes, "Hello," and you could tell he wanted me to think he was awake. And I, said, I said, "You better get up." He said, "I'm up." I said. And I'm standing at the boat ramp by this point, and everybody else in the tournament sitting there floating around with their lights on, you know, waiting on blast off. Uh, he said, I'm hitting 61 now. And I said, how in the hell are you on 61? I just woke you up. He said, I'm looking a second. He hangs up on me. And I said, oh, gosh. Well, he, he showed up there in about 20 minutes. I don't know how he did it without losing the trailer, the boat, the tires, whatever. I mean... He let it. He must have let the hammer down. That's all I can tell you. Rob, is that the day that you tore the back of your truck up? We're getting there. Just hold on. (laughs) (laughs) So we shoot docks and we troll and we do everything we knew to do. And neither one of us had pre-fished, so we didn't have like that hot spot. I think there was maybe 30 boats in the tournament. One guy caught like 50 and everybody else caught six or seven. You know, just one of those days. And uh, so we get ready to load out. Rob is, he's in poor shape. He's in hes pretty poor condition because he stayed up the night before helping him with the blackjack table up there. And Help I think he did pretty good. <laughs> he did pretty good because he didn't care if we won the tournament. He didn't need any gas money. But anyway, we get ready to load out, and I back the truck down. And, and you know, I've done it a few times. So I look back there, and the fenders are just about gone, and I stop. He pulls up there, and he misses. And, it, you know, between the boat traffic and a little breeze, you miss. You know, it's no big deal. He backs up, and he hollers at me. He says, back it on in. So I back her on in a little bit, you know, and I move like two inches, and he hollers again, no, back her on in. So I backed it on up, and now I can't even see the fenders. And I'm thinking, this ain't good. You know, you're supposed to at least be able to see your fenders. And, you know, I've never had a boat. Maybe maybe this Triton he's got needs to be backed even farther. Uh, I've never had a boat that had to be in the water that deep to put it on a trailer. Well, he comes up there, and now he's crossways. I'm pretty sure he's on top of both fenders crossways, and he just guns it in reverse. He backs it off. And this other guy has seen that we're having trouble. He comes over and starts helping us, and I'm, I'm a little bit embarrassed. But I mean, he's the one in the boat. I can act, I can play it off like he doesn't know what he's doing. So <laughs> I 
just stood there for a minute, and he said, "He looked, the guy looks at me and says, why you got it in the water so deep? And I said, that's where he wants it. And I said, look, I'm going to pull up a little bit. And I start pulling up just a little bit. By that time, Rob comes in hot. I feel a little thud on the back of the truck. And I didn't think much about it. I thought he just hit the trailer kind of hard. He pushed the boat, but turns out he he jumped the rubber roller on the front, put the bow into the rear tailgate. And, and if I'm not mistaken, the truck was about 36 hours old. Yeah, so, yeah, that's about that's pretty accurate. It was 36 it was or 48. To start putting a dent in a truck. You know, I always like to put a dent in a truck right off the bat and just get it over with. But Rob didn't feel that way about it. He was pretty upset. He didn't he didn't express it to me very verbally or anything, but I could just tell. I could just tell he wasn't happy about the big dent in his tailgate. Well, say that my version. He said, look, I didn't just screw up the tailgate. He said, the damn trolling motor busted too. And I said, oh, God. I mean, he had a very nice trailer motor on that boat and uh but it was just a it was just a rob was going through a bad time at that point in the day he'd been sitting it was hot and he had been drinking the night before and i don't guess he was hydrated properly and we didn't catch many fish so that kind of like put a dark cloud over and uh so that was just a lot going on in Rob's life at the moment. So I wasn't, you know, I'm not upset about it. It wasn't my truck make me any difference between are, him and the insurance man. Are we not going to address the fact that the, it was actually a wave that pushed me over the tongue? It could have been. I, I'll be honest with you. It could have been. I didn't see it. Because <laughs> somebody, somebody, in one of them wake, somebody in one of those wakeboard boats was throwing six-footers uh, down through there when we're all trying to load up, and the wave pushed me over the tongue into the truck. If I wouldn't have had yeah, it in reverse, I didn't, see that I didn't have it in reverse. You're going to say it's not I, true, because it very well could have been. There were definitely a lot of people out there wakeboarding. That's the reason we didn't catch any fish, because all the boats. If I didn't have it in reverse, I'd have gone all the way up in the truck, and we just could have hauled it home up in the back of the truck. We could have sold the trailer if we'd have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just loaded up the back of the boat, ratchet it down, take out. Oh man. So are you going are you going are you really gonna donate me a boat to run this one or you know, with a big golden circle sticker on it or what? Yeah, I'll donate you one for about fifteen hundred a month. <laughs> Damn. That's still hey, I, I mean hey but but before we leave all this, one one important thing that uh, is happening in North Mississippi, and I want to spend a couple of minutes on Charles pecan stealing season opens tomorrow. Now y'all had it's already open in Tennessee. We'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, youth season was last weekend. How'd that go? Well, I saw some people out picking. But I didn't think they were Utes. Uh, if they were, if they were, they were bred for the NFL. <laughs> so so you're telling me been, that they they, they were trying to just pass been off scouting. as youth? Oh. They may have just been scouting. I don't know. I didn't check the buckets. They might have just been scouting. Well, I don't know. With the last time we had rain on opening day, 
man, it's, it's, it's not unusual to get out and do a little scouting and secure some areas for picking up, you know, ahead of time. Well, I was in between Batesville and March yesterday. What really got me thinking about it, and I passed by a couple of pecan camps, and there was some people out on the front porch that were shining up a chitlin bucket, and uh, I saw some spinners leaning up against the porch. So, you know, it's coming. Rob, what's it? What's, what's happening in Tennessee? You've already had Man, I'm going to take We had our opener. It was pretty good, but it's just not – we just don't have them like we got them down there. I didn't tell you this in the opening, but I'm actually headed to Tunica tonight. I've got a room tonight and tomorrow. Oh, most God. people think I'm oh, going. God. Most people think I'm going down there to gamble. I'm going down there so I ain't got to get up real early to go pecan stealing. Pecan. <laughs> I'm gonna be down there. I'm gonna be down there early, boys. If y'all gonna get, if y'all gonna beat me, you better get up early because old dad's coming in hot. <laughs> oh. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ease down there, you know, just south of the Grand there, and they got that little patch there. That's an easy in and out. You can bust in there and bust out quick. Uh, I'm gonna be there first thing in the morning, and then the my, I got a I got a good spot scouted out down there. I'm not gonna say where it's at, but let's just say it's somewhere between Helena and uh, Fayetteville. But anyway, I got a really good spot. Uh, scout it out. I'm going to probably load up there, try and get out of there before the farmer sees me, but uh, it's going to be a good day. I'm fired up about it. It's also, a great going- ti- it's, also, it's also a great time to scout for where you're going to hunt. I mean, this isn't just, you know, the pecans are just a bonus. I mean, when you get down there and figure out where you're going to be hunting and get the gruesome stuff lined up early, you know, I can talk to the farmers, tell them what we're going to do. We're going to come in there and bust them in them pecan flats and it's just all around good deal it's my favorite time of the year to be honest with you have you ever killed a banded butterball in a pecan orchard i've never killed a banded butterball but if i ever do i will just quit hunting altogether i'll quit duck hunting i'll just i'll just i don't know what i'll do in the winter probably crappie fish because I, I mean that would be the top you can't there ain't no way up. There's no better. You can't get any higher than a banded butterball. And uh, all them, all them folks posting pictures on duck south of all them butter banded butterballs tore me up. Boy, I, whew, got me going. I, that's that's the that's the, that's that's it. That's the that's as high as you can get. I mean mallard bands. I mean golly, who cares? I got a ton of them. I mean that ain't no big deal. I mean you know, but a butterball band, that's a different story. Uh, you know, I mean, a black duck band—that'd be pretty cool, I guess. But uh, you know, the the old the old butterball band is the top. If if I killed a double banded butterball, I would sell all of my hunting stuff, every bit of it, pennies on the dollar. <laughs> I wouldn't need to hunt anymore. You need to buy your Mississippi license this year and come down and hunt with me. And I'll I've already got I've already got I've already got my Mississippi sportsman. I turkey hunt. Fish. Oh, yeah? I've already got it all. Yeah, I've got it all. Well, I knew you fished down here, but I didn't figure you had a license. Yeah, because I turkey hunt down there too. Okay. I ooze all over the place. Mm. I'm a oozer from way. I'm an oozer from way back. Well, you know, I always I've always thought about the boat. 
I've always thought about this about you know, as serious as these people do get about pecan stealing, I've always wondered because I still have a hundred and me and Roy Ann still have a hundred and twenty acres in Lafleur County. Well, it has about a sixteen-acre pecan grove on it. It's it's probably well, it's probably about eight or ten acres. It's not that big. And I always wonder, you know, as I think about riding down the road and looking on somebody's duck hole and seeing ducks out there, I wonder if they think about pecans as they drive by a pecan grove is the way I think about ducks driving by a duck hole. You know, you just, golly, look at it, man. You think they get worked up about pecans about to fall? They obviously do. They have to. Look, Living down here in the Delta and farming, the labor is a tough condition. It's it's hard to get anybody to work anymore. But when pecan season comes, you see people in the rain, in the cold, on their knees, crawling around, picking up pecans. And it just blows my mind why I can't get those same people to come out and work on the farm. You know, maybe drive a tractor, do something that's not nearly as hard. That's hard work crawling around. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it for anything. I mean, why would anybody want to crawl around in the mud and pick up pecans? For a couple of dollars per pound. That's, that's what, what I would get. I mean, it's just, it's just insane. But, but the season is upon us. Man, I, I, I swear I don't get it. Man, you go make it because I mean you're picking up maybe ten pounds in an hour, twenty bucks. I, I mean, you, it just blows me away. You got people buying, you know, twenty thousand dollar boats to go look for arrowheads at the river. I mean, they're like, well, some of these are expensive. Well, yeah, you just bought a twenty thousand dollar boat, and you got to have a truck to pull it and gas. I want to ask both of you something real quick. This is serious. If you ever woke up any day and not, as soon as your feet hit the floor, have nine million things run through your head of what you have to accomplish that day? Uh, three out of, three out of five days. Uh, I mean, every single day, man, I wake up, I think about all that I have to get done. I, I can't, I guess it's been since college, seriously, that I woke up and I didn't have a care in the world. We've been over this that, before. Do you need me to tell you what to do? Uh-oh. Let me tell you what oh, you need to do. Lower your expectations. Oh, gosh. Just think about this. Hey, I don't get it done today. I'll go tomorrow. It's like these people that get it's like these people that get these gym memberships. They'll go get a gym membership and go for two weeks and then pay for the other eleven and a half months and not even go. Oh, I'm losing weight this year. I'm two nine I'm two ninety. I'm getting down to two I'm gonna be two hundred pounds by the end of the month. My wife bought me a membership to Snap Fitness last year. Had the little card hanging on the necklace, you know, like the keychain you see a lot of people wearing. And I, I never went, not one time. <laughs> and then she that closed my true. membership. She closed my membership, and I said, well, "What'd you do that for?" She said, "Well, you hadn't been." And I said, "Well, I was going to go." She said, what, "You're not going." What is she trying? What is she trying to tell you? 
I mean, what if you call her a gym membership? I'm getting a little fluffy, Rob. I'm I'm nearing 40. My metabolism's slowing down. I've probably got some thyroid issues that I hadn't had looked at. And I'm getting a little fat. I mean, that's part of life. I mean, I'm not the young stud I used to be. Let's just put it Well, I mean, well, who you got to impress? I mean, I just tell her, look, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm yours. This, this is what you got. That's I mean, kind of the way I feel. Up. We got four, got four kids, and you know, a lot of life going on. I mean, you, I'm not you going signed to, up for I'm this. Not, I mean, you, beach. I'm not showing anybody my tattoo. Oh man, come on! You can get you one of them little swim short shirts like all the little kids wear, and you need, you know what you need to do. You need to go down there and get you one of them swim shirts and one of them skim boards. That'll get your abs going. Woo! Man, have you ever hit that sand right there by the water? That stuff is hard oh, as a yeah. brick. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts pretty bad, I'm, but it's funny. I, I'm just, all the adults I'm just cruising around now. right now. And I'm just kind of cruising around right now just because I didn't want to be sitting up at the shop while I did this. And I'm looking at about... 12 ruddy ducks out my window. They're going under and coming back up. God, I wish you were here. We could you check them out. No, I don't have my fish shooter. Sounds like a perfect uh, road pop situation. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. I saw some coots out here the other day, too, and all I could think about was what, what a gizzard they got on them. Think about what kind of soup. Super chili you could make with them? You can make fine, fine stuff out of, out of a coot. they got a gizzard on them the size of your fist. Most of it, the coot yeah. is a gizzard. Yeah. Well, what yeah. about uh, Spring Creek? Y'all got any ducks showing up over yet? Yeah. Yeah, they're showing up pretty good right now. And it, the water, I need them to see what the water level at Gooch is. But right now, Spring Creek's looking pretty good. We... We're kind of trying to hold our hole already. I got a couple of young kids that been taking turns sleeping in the hole over there uh, every night because you know we got another month and a half before Tennessee starts. But I need we need to make sure that we got that hole occupied uh, so nobody gets it. We've also had kids uh, in, in in a refuge in Arkansas. I don't want to say the name of it, but we've had them in there every night too. Uh, so I know you're. Your river water level over there is a little high for this time of the year. What is your forecast? What's your prediction? Uh, I'm hoping it falls out pretty quick, uh, you know, when they're going to start dropping it in the winter because they know they're going to get the rains up north. Uh, so when they start let, they'll start, I think they'll start hold, start letting it out of the dam and getting it out of there and getting the dam where it can hold it. I think that's why it's still high. I don't think it's the rain. I think they've been letting it out of the dam up north. Once they get that, once they get that down there controlled, where they know they can handle a big flood, then they'll cut it off and it'll drain out, drop down to about yeah. fifteen or sixteen, which would be perfect. Uh, it looks, you know, around. Kind of it looks like we're setting up like we did last year. The Mississippi River's a little high for this time of the year. I mean, it's not high by any means, but it's a little high for October. Uh, yeah, well, and then I that think, other like river, I said, when that, that river to the west is a little high for October. You know, and that's kind of how it was last year. We kind of hung up there around, you know, the above average water levels for the season. Yeah. And then well, we got all the winter and she blew up. Yeah, I, I'm hoping they get that dam right so that 
so that they, we won't have that issue. But anywhere from, you know, if we stay around average, you know, I don't want a drought, but if we stay around average, it'd be pretty good. But if it stays up like it is, I'll move and, and get in the woods. I I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm about that. I'm about that big water life now, though. I'm I knee deep is no longer a part of my life. So. <laughs> If you're gonna race me in the morning time, you better be hoping you're going to a big water hole, real big water, because I ain't going to them thick woods. I'm done with that. Well, gentlemen, we have got to roll. I've got to, I've got to get something accomplished today besides talking to y'all and feeding animals. I gotta go back to work. Mean, what do you gotta do, Rob? I got lunch in 40 minutes, but I feel like y'all kind of cut me short here just a little bit. I mean, you, you take a, like an hour and a half lunch break, two-hour lunch break every day. No, that's you, not you, true. You, you you calm down, Rocky. I leave at 11, and I usually am back by 12, sometimes 12.30, but I got errands to run. I got people to see. <laughs> take them, Charles. Hey. We need to record. We need to record for about thirty minutes and just uh, no. You, you know that I'm eating lunch between eleven and twelve forty-five. Damn! How much do you eat? You made fun of me, called me a senior citizen the last time I told you I eat at eleven. I mean, hell, Rocky, I get up at five. No, I'd rather eat at eleven. I, I was just, I was just picking with you. I would rather eat. I'd rather eat breakfast early and an early lunch. I don't hey, Rob, are you really going to be in Tunica tonight? Yeah. You want to come? I might. I might come visit you. I'll be down there tonight, probably about seven, probably six, six or seven, depending on when I get out of here. And then I'll be there yeah. Saturday night too, if I have any oh, money left. Uh, I can't go Saturday night. I gotta go to a wedding. Stand up funeral. I got a cousin, got a cousin getting hit. Stand up funeral. Stand up funeral. Stand up. That's pretty good. Is that what he said? Stand up funeral. Yeah. Yeah, that's what a wedding. That's what a wedding is. Is a stand up funeral. That's pretty good. Uh, All right, guys, got to get out of here. Enjoyed it. Holy crap! I seriously, no lie, I've got a headache right now. Putting it on mute. Hey, we need to so hard. We need to let Rob do one of those Robinisms before we get off here. One of those feet hanging, banging, slanging, whatever. I always like that. I want to hear him do it without practicing. Feet hanging, we banging, slapping, strapping, banging, banging. Uh, you ain't trolling, you ain't. I don't know, man. Uh -oh. I done got locked up. He's stuck out. He's well, out. I, I skipped. I, I skipped from hunting to fishing, and I hadn't. I hadn't been practicing right, but pulling cranks oh, okay. and banging skanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, gotta get out of here. I enjoyed it. Thank y'all for being here. We want to thank all of you that listen to this edition of the End of the Line podcast, powered by DuckSouth.com. Gobble wobble!